sponsored by Rogue. This week on the Picture Line podcast, we're talking with instructor and family photographer Kelly Beezer. Kelly is the owner of Shutter and Glass Photography and teaches classes on lighting as well as photographing children and families. Now is the best time to get your full-frame mirrorless camera. Nikon and Sony are both offering generous trade-in programs for bonus cash towards the purchase of a new full-frame mirrorless camera. Get all the details at PictureLine.com. Here are some of the events coming up soon at PictureLine. On Tuesday, March 12th, you can join Nikon educator Paul Van Allen and road expert Ryan White for Video Made Easy, a workshop all about realizing the full potential of your camera to capture amazing video and sound. Registration is open and all guests will receive a $25 PictureLine gift card. Registration is now open for our Westcott workshop with Ian Spanier on March 15th and 16th. Get all of the details and registration info in our show notes. Our ongoing get-to-know-your-camera classes are perfect for new photographers who want to master their equipment to get the best shots possible. Seats are available for this four- or eight-part course. Classes happen every Wednesday evening and Saturday morning. Get more info in our show notes. Sony is bringing the Alpha Universe to Salt Lake City. PictureLine is a proud sponsor of Sony's B-Alpha community meetup on March 24th. You can meet other local photographers, try out Sony gear, and much, much more. Location is to be determined, but you can get all of the details, register for the event, and stay up to date on the latest news in our show notes. Now on to the show. My guest this week on the Picture Line podcast is Ohio-based photographer Kelly Beezer. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Kelly, what kind of photography do you do? I primarily photograph um, families and kids. Okay. Um, that being said, I photograph anything that will sit still long enough for me to take a picture of it. Sure. I think it's um, it's really good to kind of flex those creative muscles and try things that are new and different. So I photograph food. I photograph landscapes. I photograph still life and headshots and architecture just because I can mm -hmm. and I think it makes me a stronger family and kids photographer but as the mom of five kids this is the stage of life I'm in sure. and I, I get it and I adore families and kids mm -hmm. so that's my primary subject well I, I want to ask it a minute because you are from Ohio and you are in Utah for some reason I want to talk about that in a second but first you just said something interesting that I want to talk a little bit more about that I've heard other photographers say before um, but I think it's interesting. Um, you said that that shooting those different things informs your shooting your kids. And, and can you talk a little bit about the interplay between if you are primarily, if you consider yourself primarily a family photographer, a children photographer, a portrait photographer, how does shooting those other things, landscapes, food, et cetera, um, sort of affect that? Does it does it affect that? Absolutely. I think anytime you have the opportunity to study light and study lines and composition in a new and unexpected way, you kind of wake your brain up and it allows you to approach what you're used to shooting um, with a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if I'm shooting a building and, you know, you've got to get certain angles in, on the building and shoot it so it looks taller or bigger or more beautifully lit. Next time I'm in front of a kid, I, I might try to shoot from lower and just, you know, try to kind of incorporate some of that same approach that I took with architecture to kids. And then that keeps my work fresh. Yeah. And it keeps me evolving as a photographer. Um, and it just keeps me thinking about things in a new way. I never want to, you know, be static. I always want to be changing as a photographer and trying to keep things fresh. I never want to get bored. Yeah. So on that note, what brings you to Utah? 
I am here to teach here at Picture Line. Yes. Um, for Pro Photo, talking about photographing kids in beautiful light, which, um, you know, I photograph kids and Pro Photo lets me do that with beautiful light. It's, it's well, kind of the best. Can you go ahead and define beautiful light? Because that's the name of your class and I've, I've seen it several times and what it, what's the actual it almost seems like a technical term oh this light is beautiful light you yeah. know what does that what does that mean I mean I think anything can be beautiful light right I think as long as it's intentional light okay and as long as you're using light um, in a way that you know meets your vision as an artist mm -hmm. which sounds very like hoity-toity almost <laughs> and that's not how it's meant even I think that um, the more you observe light the more you realize how it can be emotional and how it can be, you know, pretty or not pretty. And even not pretty light can be beautiful light, if you ask me. I think if you use it um, with intention, we always do Halloween portraits for my family. Oh, cool. And so um, this year we were all villains and heroes. Uh -huh. So for the villains, we used what would be considered unflattering light. And yet it was beautiful light because I used that with intention to match the character. Mm -hmm. So I think any light can be beautiful light. It's just about the photographer harnessing the light to meet um, to meet their artistic vision. Mm -hmm. um, would you say what what role in terms of um, importance does light play in your photography? It sounds like it might be the thing. It is the thing, and yeah. I mean, you know, photography in Greek is you know drawing with light. So sure, obviously, yeah. you know, our cameras depend upon light. Mm -hmm. um, but more than that, I think, I mean, more than even the physical appearance of my subject or the setting or the facial expression. I think light is the first thing that we see in a photograph. Um, and if it's, you know, if it's not beautiful light, it's going to show in the photograph mm -hmm. and it's going to affect not only my technical settings, but it's going to affect the experience of my audience. Mm -hmm. So yes, light is first and foremost. That's always the first thing I'm looking for. And if I can't find it, I create it. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, um, sort of your history in photography and how you came to this point where, um, you know, because, because everyone who shoots portraits or even landscapes or any kind of photography, like you just said, um, uses light to do that. But um, it almost seems like you're using light in a different way. So, I mean, I started with photography when I was four years old. I received oh, wow. a Polaroid one step like my papa's uh -huh. and um, I've loved it ever since. That being said, I, I didn't really pursue photography as um, an artistic outlet until maybe like a decade ago. Mm -hmm. So it's relatively newer, but I've always had a camera in my hands. I've always enjoyed it. Um, I just started studying it here in the past 10 years. Um, but my approach to light is maybe not so much from a technical standpoint. Yes, I know, you know, what side light is and backlight and how to make that work in my camera. And, you know, I know what a Rembrandt triangle is, except I'm not ever really looking for those things and calling them by those names when mm -hmm. I'm behind the camera. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to connect to the emotion of a light. So backlight is dreamy, hazy light, and it might feel more like a memory rather than a photograph. Mm -hmm. um, whereas side light might be more striking and jarring. And um, so, yeah, I'm always, and you know, I think this is part of me being a mom and my subjects being kids a lot of the time. You know, there's an emotional connection there as a mother. And so, especially when I'm photographing my own kids, I'm always trying to tap into that emotional connection because I think it's a powerful thing as an artist to be able to do that. Yeah. And with light being the first thing that I'm looking for, it's natural for light to be. Um, you know, if not the source of the emotion in my image, a, you know, a major player for tapping into that emotion. Mm -hmm. 
So talking more about kids, because this that's kind of the, the emphasis of your, your workshop this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, what role do kids play in that? You know, do they, do they complicate things or do they, you know, <laughs> what, is that, what does that look like? I mean, kids are awesome. And yes, they're going to complicate things because quite frankly, my kids and most of the kids in front of my camera don't care about my artistic vision, right? Sure. Like they're yeah. there to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also the fantastic thing about kids is that they don't care, which also means they don't care if you know, they have wrinkles or if they look 10 pounds heavier, like, you know, like when we get adults, like I know when I'm in front of the camera, I get super Mm self-conscious and kids don't have that. They have a sort of, um, carefree, you know, freedom in front of the camera, which makes them really exciting subjects to photograph. So my job, and this sounds bad when I say it out loud, but it's kind of to trick them into portraying the emotion I'm trying to convey through my photographs. Mm -hmm. Um, so that means I'm constantly talking to them. We're playing and I direct them to where I want them to be in regards to both light and body language and facial expression. And, you know, in the end, it's my job to get a good picture. It's not the kid's job. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, kids are challenging. Um, and I know I tell some photographers that I'm a family and kids photographer and they're just like, no, never. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's a blast. I'm, I'm never bored. (laughs) Well, what does it take? to have your reaction rather than that reaction that you just described of n- no thanks like if if someone wanted to get into portrait photography and they were looking at the possibility of being a family and children photographer what are some of the uh characteristics that you think are really important to that i mean i think anyone can do it right i don't think there's anything special about me that makes me able to do it except that i want to do it mm-hmm. you know i think different personalities are better suited for it just because I mean, if you don't like it, then you're not going to be good at it and you're not going to have fun doing it, right? Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, I, I'm probably more extroverted than a lot of photographers. And I think introverted photographers can definitely be family and kid photographers as well. It's just a matter of, you know, matching your personality to your subject too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I got a super shy kid, I wouldn't be like all in their face and bubbly and chatting with them. It's, right. It takes some versatility and personality, I think. Yeah. Because, um, again, kids don't care about your, your vision. They, sure. they care about you and having fun with you and feeling comfortable. So it's um, any personality can do it. Um, it just it takes being flexible and being able to read your audience, I think, mm-hmm. are the two most important things. What is uh, one of the hardest things to learn and to master about uh, lighting in pictures that you would say? Um, oh, goodness. I mean, is it silly that I don't think it's hard at all? I think it's just about seeing it, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I, our brains are trained to correct what would be considered bad light. We, you know, we walk into a room and our eyes automatically adjust for exposure and all that. And so I think it's, I think the trick is to be able to see like your camera sees and to see light like your camera sees light. So, um, you know, just even the basics of metering and doing that to to harness the light, I think is, is kind of tricky at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the rest of it's just fun, like light shaping and doing all of that, that's that's just playing around and experimenting. I right. think maybe the hardest thing for me is just being patient enough with myself to learn it yeah. and to let it become second nature rather than constantly kind of fumbling. Although, you know, anymore, I don't feel bad about fumbling. It's all fun and experimenting because the trying and failing is eventually sure. going to lead you succeeding. Yeah, that's cool. That's an interesting idea. 
um, you, you, you just said learning to look, learning to see like your camera does. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk a little bit more about that because I, I really like that idea. Um, uh, because so many times when you're just getting started out in photography, uh, here in the store, we have people come in and say, I see this thing and I want to take a picture of it. And it just never comes out the way that I see it, the yeah. way that I want it to look. Um, do you, what, what sort of advice could you give to someone like that who, um, who doesn't understand the difference between the eye and the camera and sort of meeting those two in the middle? Oh, goodness, what advice would I give? I don't know if I'm qualified to give advice. <laughs> if not you, then who? <laughs> um, but no, it's. I, I think I would first say your camera sees things differently than your eyes do. And, um, you know, the dynamic range there is going to be different. So, you know, I guess my first question would be, well, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? And let's, let's move from there. Um, because, you know, if they're out at noon and they see, you know, something with super bright exposure and then super deep shadows and they don't understand why they can't see the detail in both, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there are fixes for that. It's, it's just a matter, you know, you, the cam- cameras are, are limited in, you know, as amazing as they are, they're limited in what they're able to do without some help. So whether it be adding a filter or whether it be adding light, um, those are all, there's always a fix for it, but it's, you know, we have to kind of retrain our brains right. to, to realize that our cameras need our help. We, yeah. you know, it's, it's the photo and this is where it's very much the photographer and not the camera. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's a good thing. That means I'm not going to lose my job anytime soon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned that you were here with Profoto, uh, and Profoto is a brand that we love and we carry a ton of their stuff. They've got some really incredible off camera flashes and modifiers and all sorts of different things. Do you have, uh, an official, title with Profoto? Are you an ambassador? Or are you or are you just... I am first a happy customer of okay. Profoto. Um, and I'm also an ambassador for Profoto. So okay. I, I teach for them from time to time. And it's a blast because, like you said, they're an amazing company with um, the best products. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never used any other lighting product. What are some of your favorite Profoto pieces of equipment? I love the A1 just because it's so versatile. And especially for someone like me who's chasing kids around mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, to be able to have something that I can handhold mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, I do have the new B10, which yes. is such a cool piece of equipment. And again, it's something that I can handhold. Um, you know, I'm always, you know, I've got an eight-year-old, and I'm always having her hold it for me when I'm trying to get pictures <laughs> of the other kids. Um, and then I'm spoiled. I also have their um, five-foot Octavox. Oh, wow. Which okay. is such a cool modifier. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that if you have that on your light, you can't take a bad portrait <laughs> I, I mean anytime you see a portrait where I've used that it's it's not me it's the octobox it's <laughs> no it's um but you know I've I've used the b2s um the b10 and the a1 and the b1x's and it's they have amazing equipment mm-hmm. I mean I could turn into like a whole sales pitch here even though it's not what I'm paid to do <laughs> but it's, I mean I, I do I love Profoto and I love everything I've ever gotten my hands on from them yeah um it seems to me, and this is this is very much a personal perspective, so maybe you can either set me straight or <laughs> agree with me or what, um, but a lot of portrait photographers will tend to start out using natural light. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll be comfortable in, you know, soft, shady, uh, golden hour, you know, cloudy day, the, not, not the easy stuff necessarily, but the stuff that, that is a lot easier to kind of master. A little right. bit, just you know, where the sun is doing you a lot of favors. There's not a lot of harsh shadowing happening and things like that. Um, 
And then uh, as you grow as a photographer, it, it feels to me like getting into using off-camera flash and using different modifiers is, is a much more advanced um, level of photography. Would you agree with that or disagree with that? I mean, I started as a natural light photographer and thought I would never use created light just because I didn't need it. I mm -hmm. had the sun. Right. And, you know, there's a part of me that thinks like, yeah, that's safe, especially, you know, finding open shade, finding flat light where my eye is seeing it just like my camera sees it, right? Exactly. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but then, you know, as you start challenging yourself more in more challenging situations, you start to realize that there are limitations to what the sun can do and its availability. And, you know, I know some amazing natural light photographers, but when I added light, that's when I really started to be able to really get creative. And, you know, I, I didn't have to wait on the sun anymore. Um, that being said, I wish I had jumped into creating light a whole lot sooner. Really? Because it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, that's one of the things I love about ProPhoto, too, is that, you know, the lights are on a scale from 1 to 10. It's not these, you know, like crazy fractions anymore. Right, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's very intuitive. They're easy to use. I was actually at a conference when I first bought Pro photo products and I was walking by and you know the representative there said hey would you like to like try this new product from Profoto I'm like oh no I'm a natural light photographer I totally like brushed him off <laughs> yeah. and he was like oh just come over here and put this remote on your camera and try it cool. and I'm always up for a challenge I was like sure I'll do it but I don't need this stuff it took me two shots to get my lighting just right and mm -hmm. I bought it on the spot <laughs> because it was it was like it was it was just eye-opening that no I did not have to it, you know, in my head, I was overcomplicating it, mm -hmm. and creating light does not have to be complicated. It it should be simple. It's you know the stuff behind the camera is the hard stuff. It's adding light. It's just adding more fun. Yeah. Um, well, cool. As what are some of the the things that you've learned? You've you've mentioned several things already, but what are some of the things that you've learned over the course of uh, using added light and you know learning how to shape it and and things like that? What are some of the things that you you like to pass on to people in, in either a workshop setting or any kind of mentoring or, you know, things like that? I mean, I think the thing I really learned is that I have a lot to learn <laughs> and I always will. I always want to, you know, I never want to think I'm an expert on mm -hmm. anything because mm -hmm. that means I don't, you know, I don't get to still be a student and I always want to be a student. Um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is that what makes beautiful natural light is the same thing that makes beautiful created light. Okay. It's, it's all light mm -hmm. and the minute you stop like separating the two, the sooner you'll be able to embrace both of them and you know really utilize them in your photographs. So it's they're both they're both the same. It's mm -hmm. just one you get to control and the other one is dependent upon you know the sky. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, well, you mentioned several of the pro photo lights that you use. What other sort of equipment uh, do you rely on? I'm a Nikon shooter, so okay. I have three camera bodies right now. Um, the Z7 is kind of my baby right now cool. because 493 focus points. Yeah. <laughs> and I love negative space in my work. So being able to shoot in that like little bottom corner and still mm -hmm. everything tack sharp kind of makes me geek out. Um, it was painful being able to like try it and then not be able to have it <laughs> for <Right>. like several <laughs> weeks. Yeah. I was very impatient about that. Uh -huh. um, and I also shoot with a D850, which I love. And then I really like prime lenses. So I have primes, um, Nikon primes, all the way from 16 millimeters up to 200 millimeters. Okay. I zoom with my feet. And I think that's part of me being a mom and not knowing how to sit still. I was, 
I was so confused for a second when you said that, and I, I understand now. Oh, you were you thinking mean. I was zooming like a zoom lens with know. my feet? <laughs> I had no idea what you meant by that. No. But that makes sense. You walk back and forth. I walk back and forth. Zoom. Yeah. I, I no. apologize. <laughs> that would be pretty entertaining, though, to watch would, somebody try to use a zoom lens with their feet. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, I will not be that person. That's okay. <laughs> so you move around a lot. Is, I move around a lot. Mean. Okay, and cool. that's you know, and that's because kids move around a lot. Sure, yeah. It, it matches my style of shooting because mm-hmm. if I were just sitting still and moving a little, you know, zoom ring, um, while the kids were out having fun, it means that I'm no longer the playmate. I'm just the photographer sitting there with the camera. But mm-hmm. when I'm moving and chasing after them, um, you know, it makes me one of the kids, which yeah. is part of why I get to have so much fun doing what I'm doing. Also, I like primes because wide open apertures and. They're nice and sharp. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, Kelly, where can people find more of your work? Um, they can find it at shutterandglass.com. And then I'm on Instagram at Kelly Beezer. And how do you spell Beezer? B-I-E-S-E-R. Very cool. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck on your workshop this weekend. Thank you so much for having me. I think that'll be great. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Great, thanks. Thanks to Kelly for sitting down with us. Thanks to ProPhoto for sponsoring Kelly's event. You can find out more about all the events, classes, and deals we have going on at PictureLine by checking out our show notes or going to PictureLine.com. This podcast is a production of PictureLine. PictureLine is located at 305 West, 700 South in Salt Lake City, and is your source for photography equipment, education, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review in iTunes, as that is the best way for us to continue to grow. We'll see you next week.